0: Here is a sermon that was preached by Pastor Balan in one of the Sunday morning services. God wants us to honor Him. The life that God has given to each and every one of us on this earth is basically to honor our God. You know, our God is honored by the angels. As angels gather together in worship, in praise, God is honored. And every move of a child of God can result in honoring God or dishonoring God. And this morning, I just wanted to talk about how do we honor God by, you know, referring some of the living examples from the Word of God. Now, those who honor God, they are really blessed. Those who honor God, they are blessed. Their future is always taken care by God. Their children are blessed in this world. You know, if we see, we come across some of the you know, families, they are so blessed in this world. Probably their parents were honoring God. Their families are together as family, they honor God. So their children are blessed. At times their finances are so blessed. You know, they don't lack any good thing because they know how to honor God. They are so protected. They are. You know, safe every time. They easily overcome sicknesses. There are many families, they go through sicknesses, but this family is something extraordinary. They go through many difficulties, but they are not down totally. They just overcome. They keep moving. They live a full life. They don't have premature death. They just have a full life. You know, the secret behind, if you just go and understand what was really going on in their lives, basically nothing other than they know how to honor God. You know, it is important that as we live on this earth, we need to know how to honor our God. And this morning, I pray that God may open our eyes to see, to know how we can honor our God. You know, we can honor our God with all our possessions. Scripture says, the word of God says, you need to honor your God with your possessions. We need to honor our God with the first fruits. know, I remember back in our country, we bring all the produce from the, from the ground, from the land, and bring everything at the, and put everything at the, in, at the, in front of the altar. And at the end of the service, someone gives and uh, put that in auction and people buy that. And turn that produce into money, into offerings. First fruits. The first coconut. The first tomato. Right? The first eggplant. So whatever we get comes from the produce, from the land. As the produce, just bring it to the presence of God. And that same first fruit, I believe it is true, your first child is for God. Oh, now we are in trouble, right? So you may say that I have only one son. What do we do with him? So he is your first and last, right? Fortunately or unfortunately. So he's for God. So there is no doubt about it. The first child is always for God. That doesn't mean that the second one is not for God. The second one is also for God, right? So all our possessions, all the first fruits are for God. So God expects us to honor him with all this. God also wants us to honor him with our body. Scripture says so. With our body, we need to honor him. With our attitude, with our mindset, with all the things that we do on this earth, God wants us to honor him. In fact, God asks us, demands us, you know, a little above, a little higher, and he says he wants to be honored more than we honor our children. You know, some of us, all of us, we love our children. And when God says, you need to honor me more than your children, at times, you <laughs> know we are in trouble. God, I want to spend my time with family. I want to spend the time with my children. What do you expect me to do more than this? But then God, God tells us we need to honor our God more than we honor ourselves and more than we honor our children. Right? You are with me this morning? Now, one of the things I learned from the conference that the men of God told me when you start preaching, within the first five minutes, The people will make a decision first of all whether he's a good preacher but then i'm a known preacher so you know whether i'm good or bad and they come to the conclusion saying that oh he's going to talk about honoring god okay i don't have anything to do with okay let me not listen in the first five minutes they take a decision whether to listen to a sermon or not to listen to a sermon and once they decide not to listen to a sermon no matter how much you pound no matter how much you yell they are not going to Listen, you know, I remember joe in telling me, I don't listen all of your sermon, but then when I listen to some of your sermon, they are really good, right? I mean, that's good. That's the truth. He's told the truth. I'm glad. So people don't listen all of the sermons, but then moment they find that it is good, so I try my best putting some colors and putting some pictures, and you know, trying to see whether you will be with me till the end of the sermon. Amen. No. Amen. Amen okay now we are talking about honoring God and we are talking about dishonoring God. You know in the lifetime that God has given to us on this earth, we can either choose to honor God or we can just go without honoring God. That means we are dishonoring God. Now quickly I want to turn your attention to first Samuel chapter one. We need to read a couple of scriptures this morning. just wanted to, we don't have them in the screen. I just encourage you to take get them in, your, in the Bible if you have one or your cell phones or iPod so let's turn to first samuel chapter one verses one to ten or listen to me first samuel chapter one verse one now there was a certain man of ramadim zophim of the mountains of ephraim and his name was elkanah the son of jehoram jeroham the son of elihu and the son of tohu the son of zub and and an ephraimite so we're talking about a man by name elkanah uh, uh elkanah verse 2 says and he had two wives the name of one was hannah and the name of the other Peninnah. Peninnah had children but hannah had no children verse 3 this man went up from his city yearly to worship and sacrifice to the lord of hosts in in shiloh also the two sons of eli hophni and phinehas the priests of the Lord were there. So we're talking about Elkanah, we're talking about Eli and his sons Hophni and Phinehas, and Elkanah's two wives, Hannah and Penina. Verse 4, and whenever the time came for Elkanah to make an offering, he would give portions to Penaina, his wife, and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah, he would give double portion, for he loved Hannah, although the Lord had closed her womb. Verse 6, and her rival Penina, also provoked, provoked Hannah severely to make her uh, miserable because the Lord had closed her womb. Verse 7, so it was year by year when she went up to the house of the Lord that she provoked her, therefore she wept and did not eat verse 8 then elkanah her husband said to her hannah why do you weep why do you not eat and why is your heart grieved am i not better to you than ten ten sons Verse nine so hannah arose after they had finished eating and drinking in shiloh now eli the priest was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the lord and she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the lord and wept in anguish so scripture says hannah and elkanah and Peninnah as a family they together went to the temple of god and the man of god the priest eli was sitting near the doorpost of the tabernacle and hannah's heart was so bitter and she wept and she started praying to the lord and wept in anguish that's what scripture says as we read in verse two hannah had no children You know, as scripture said, somehow, somehow, God decided to shut her womb, as we read in verse 5 and 6. You know, we don't understand at times God does that, because our God is the God who expects us to honor Him. God, at times, He chooses to shut our womb. We don't get babies, right? So Hannah was going through the trouble in her life at that point of time. For some reason, God decided to shut her womb and there were there was no baby in her life and obviously any mother will go through a, you know a, a tremendous amount of depression and you know uh, so many things in their lives when they are not blessed with a child especially in our nation and remember when we got married <clears throat> it's not even two months you know, just parents were behind us any good news any good news So they don't allow us to leave but they just ask for any good news anything happening to you anything happening to you people are just desperately looking for our babies maybe not not in this country right they don't really they obviously yes but then they don't just they're not just very close yes we know that we will produce but then in due time right so but then it's an expectation of the family and parents especially that we produce so but then lord god had closed her womb she couldn't produce. And then we are trying to understand in her distress, in her troublesome moments, how she was honoring God. Scripture says in verse 7, every year she went to the house of the Lord. Every year, whether she had babies or not babies, but then every year she chose to go to the house of the Lord along with Elkanah and as a family to sacrifice. But you know what? Every time when they went there, her partner, the other woman, Penina, she provoked Hannah, and Hannah used to weep every time. And she was keeping away from food, not eating. Just one simple, one simple reason. Always Penina was, you know, just, just, just bothering, uh, just bothering Hannah, and Hannah couldn't handle it because already she was so low, so, so weak, and so dull because God has not blessed her with a baby. But now she was getting into a in, into a in a very bad situation there, and she couldn't even eat. And verse ten, she says my soul is bitter my soul is bitter and she wept in anguish she just broke open and she cried at the the presence of god the moment she went and knelt down in the house of god and eli the priest was sitting and he was watching what's going on with hannah we know the story hannah was honoring god in the times of distress and let's go further, let's take it further. We'll continue to read from Samuel chapter one, verse 11 through 18. Then she made a vow and said, "O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant." Hannah is referring to herself, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life." and no razor shall come upon his head. You know, that was not easy. That was not an easy decision Hannah made there. She prayed to the Lord, and she made exactly this statement saying that, Lord, I am making a vow to you. If you bless me with a male child, he, he/she is again very specific, male child, then I will give him back to you. In all the days of life, he will be a Nazarite. I will give that male child and I, once you give him, I will give him back to you and he will be a Nazarite all the days of his life. And let, let's continue reading verse 12. And it happened as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli washed her mouth. Now Hannah spoke in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she was drunk. So Eli said to her, how long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. But Hannah answered and said, "No, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor an intoxicated drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider me your maid, maid servant as wicked woman, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief, I have spoken until now." Then Eli answered and said, "Go in peace." the God of Israel, grant your petition which you have asked of him. Verse 18, and he said, let your maidservant find, your, find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. Then they rose early in the morning. Okay, let, let's, let's come to that later. So here we see Hannah coming into the presence of God and making vow to God Almighty. And he was honoring God making by making vow to him. You know, another way scripture teaches us to honor God is making vow to him. Lord, if you give this to me, if you do this to me, I will do this. It's not putting conditions to God, but it is making vow to him saying that, Lord, if you bless me, I will do this. And I'm sure all of us have made vows in our lives. Lord, if you bring me to that nation, Lord, I will do this, I will do that. You know that's how we even we prayed. When you, Lord, take us to that nation, we will do this. We will do that. You know, all of us make that covenant with God, make that agreement with God, saying that, Lord, you bless me, I will do it. Hannah did that. Lord, you give me a child, I will give him back to you. You know, as we read further, we will understand how difficult it was. So she continued to pray to the Lord, and her prayer was misunderstood by Eli. And she eventually said, "I'm a woman." of sorrowful spirit and as hannah was pouring her soul before the lord she poured everything at the feet of god and he said lord i am a woman of sorrowful spirit help me lord help me lord lord give me a male child i will give him back to you and scripture says in verse 18 her face was no longer sad in a moment, she gave everything to the feet of God, the moment she made that covenant with God. You know, that's the secret of making covenant with God. You know, once you make a covenant with God, you can rest assured, you can be rest assured that God will fulfill that covenant. Why? Because you are holding on to one side and God is holding on to the other side. You know, try doing it in your life. Some of your blessings that are withheld, you know, you need to ask God by making this covenant to God, Lord, if you do it, Lord i will do that to you you know once you come into that covenant relationship with god any bondage will be broken once you come into that covenant relationship with god those walls which are standing in front of you you know preventing those blessings in your life those walls will be broken because covenant is powerful covenant is powerful you know when nations are signing the treaty when they sign the treaty you know they are bound to do whatever is written in the treaty when you make a covenant with God, when we sign a covenant with God, because our God is a covenant-keeping God, when you do that, God will bless you. There is no other way God can leave you. God will bless you. You know, that's one way you can, you know, rest, you can rest assure your life that it is, it is under the covenant. It is kept under the covenant relationship with God Almighty. Hannah knew that, and she was honoring God, making that covenant with him. Let's see what happened after that. Let's read verse 24 to 28. Verses 24, 1 Samuel, chapter 1. Now when she had weaned him, that means Hannah was blessed with the baby as she asked the Lord. And the baby was born. And maybe a couple of years now, when she has weaned him, verse 24, she took him up with her, with three bulls, one ephed, of flour and a skin of wine, And brought him to the house of the Lord in Shiloh, and the child was young. Then they slaughtered a bull and brought the child to Eli. And she said, Oh my Lord, as your soul lives, my Lord, I am the woman who stood by you here, praying of the Lord to the Lord. For this child I prayed, and the Lord has granted me my petition, which I asked of him. Therefore, I also have lent him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he shall be lent to the Lord so they worship the Lord there now comes the time there Hannah got the baby and it's a couple of years now so now it's maybe three years four years five years we don't know when they start doing that in, the, in, the, in those days but now she's willing to bring her to the temple of God now Hannah brings her to the temple of God little Samuel it's a young boy now coming along with Hannah and probably when I I just imagined this (laughs) when Hannah brought this little boy to the temple of God that's the first opportunity for Samuel little Samuel to see all the other kids playing in the temple right they had a nursery and then he was just joined he joined along with all the kids there in the temple of God playing with the little ones there and enjoying the whole day we don't know how many days they stayed there in the temple of God But when the day comes, when the festival was over in the temple of God, every kid, they joined with their parents and they just started leaving the temple of God. Now, little Samuel had no clue. And he came and asked Hannah, Mama, when are we going to go back home? And Hannah looked at Samuel and said, My son, you're not going to come back with me, with us. I'm sure it was a great shock for Samuel. My mom, why do you say that all the other kids, they left with their parents? Why do you say that I'm not going to come along with you to our house? I want to come back to your house. Then Hannah was telling him, Samuel, listen to me. You are not going to come back. You are just going to stay here. And obviously, I can imagine Samuel would have just turned back and saw that good old man sitting there in the chair, Eli, with all his bird, you know, falling down in the white gown. And Samuel would have asked Am I going to be with this man? Are you sure really? And Hannah said, yes. You are just going to be with him. And scripture says, they left Samuel, started living at the age of four or five at the temple of God. You know, Hannah was honoring God not only when she had no child, not only when she made a vow with God, but she is honoring God By obeying, by keeping that vow to God. Hannah was not hesitating to leave that little Samuel. Samuel, Only one boy she had at that point of time in the temple of God. Hannah honored God by fulfilling the vow. As we continue to read in verse chapter 2, most of the chapter 2 is about the prayer that Hannah is praying by giving honor to God. By giving honor to God. When it comes to verse 11, scripture says, 1 Samuel 2, verse 11, Then Elkanah went to his house at Ramah, but the child ministered to the Lord before Eli the priest. You know, I was wondering what the little child at the age of three or four or five was ministering at the temple of God all alone. But you know what? That was the plan of God. That was the plan of God. You know, when you make a vow, anything that comes out of that vow relationship, that means anything that comes out of the covenant relationship is going to be a blessing. Is going to be a blessing. Because it is not ordinary. It is not produced by ordinary means. It is produced when the heaven and the earth joined together. Because Hannah made a covenant with God Almighty saying that the child belongs to you. Now we see the child started ministering in the presence of God even at the little age. And when God blessed Hannah again, verse 20, 21 says, 1 Samuel 21. And the Lord visited Hannah so that she conceived and bore three sons and two daughters. God blessed Hannah again with three sons and two daughters. Meanwhile, the child Samuel grew before the Lord. So little Samuel started, you know, growing in the presence of God Almighty. Now I just want to you know take you your attention to see the kind of contrast that we see in these scriptures. want to compare samuel with the children of eli and want to understand what is going on there as we read in verse 20 verse 18 let's read that again verse 18 chapter 2 verse 18 says but samuel ministered before the lord even as a child wearing a linen ephod so he was just putting all the garments that is required for a priest and he was standing the presence of god verse 19 says moreover his mother used to make him a little robe and bring it to him year by year when she came up with her household with her husband to offer the yearly sacrifice from that year onwards every year hannah used to come to the temple of god and every time she comes she makes a beautiful little robe so that hannah samuel can wear that robe and minister in the presence of god and obviously the same question would have gone through in samuel's mind and probably he would have asked every time mom this time are you going to take me home mom this time are you going to take me back home and Hannah would have told no son you are just going to stay here forever and you know what Samuel just started growing in the presence of God what a blessing it was Samuel started growing in the presence of God And Samuel is turning into a mighty man of God. And as the scripture goes, we know God spoke to Samuel. Even at the little age, God opened his eyes to listen from God Almighty. And he eventually, he became a prophet of God Almighty, even at the little age. Just want to turn your attention again to verse 26 now. And as 26 says, And the child Samuel grew in stature and in favor both with the Lord and men. Eventually Samuel was going as a good child of God in the presence of God. Okay, let's turn to, uh, uh, let's be in the same chapter, verse 2, chapter 2 and verse 13. Let's find out what's going on with the children of Eli. And the priest's custom with the people was that when any man offered a sacrifice, listen to this. The priest's servant would come with a three-pronged flesh hook in his hand while the meat was boiling. Then he would thrust this it into the pan or kettle or cauldron or pot, and the priest would take from himself for himself all that the flesh hook brought up. So they did in Shiloh to all the Israelites who came there. Verse 15, Also before they burned the fat, the priest's servant would come and say to the men who sacrificed, "Give meat for roasting to the priest." for he will not take boiled meat from you, but raw. You know, the custom was supposed to be, the priest should be served with a good portion of the meat, which is boiled, and once the fat is removed. But to the children of Eli, they were priests in the temple of God. Along with Eli, they wanted just the raw meat with all the fat in it. You know, that was not right with God, according to the Old Testament law. And verse 16. Listen to this. And if the man said to him, they should really burn the fat first, then you may take as much as your heart desires. If they tell that to the servants of the priest, he would then answer him, No, but you must give it now. And if not, I will take it by force. You know, Eli's children, they were priests, and they were in the presence of God. They said, We will take the meat whatever we want by force. We will not just obey the law, whatever the law says. Verse 17 therefore the sin of the young men was very great before the lord for a man aborted aboard the offering of the lord but samuel ministered before the lord even as a child that offering that they bring to the presence of god becomes an abomination because the priests were taking the portion which they are not supposed to take you know that was the sin of the children of eli Let's, let's read verse, uh, as we read it from verse 13, this 13 says, And the priest's custom was the people that when the man sacrificed an offering, the priest's servant would come with a three-pronged flesh hook in his hand while the meat was boiling. You know, that was the expectation, but this, they were children of Eli, they were violating that. They were violating that. They basically despised the offering. By taking a portion of the fat for themselves. Let's continue to read verse 15 and 16. As we read. Let, let me just highlight that once again. Verse 15 and 16. They say give me meat for roasting to the priest. For he will not take boiled meat from you. But he will take just raw meat. And scripture says sons of Eli were corrupt. They are basically scoundrels. They were just corrupt. They were just wicked. Sons of Eli were wicked people. On the face of this earth and god was not pleased with them let's read verse 22 verse 22 now eli was very old and he heard everything his sons did to all israel and how they lay with the women who assembled at the door of the tabernacle of meeting you know being priests in the temple of god they were committing sexual immorality with the people they are coming to the temple of god you know what a, what a situation there Eli was very old and he said to him, he said to them, why do you do such things? Because he was very old. He couldn't do anything else other than just asking them, why do you do such things? For I hear of your evil dealings from all the people, know my sons, for it is not a good report that I hear. You make the Lord, Lord's people transgress. So first of all, they were despising the offerings that are brought into the presence of God and secondly they were committing in themselves in sexual immorality now I just want to strike the contrast between Samuel and the children of Eli Samuel was made was born out of covenant but Eli's children were, were they were born out of the natural means and Samuel just so young brought in the presence of God but Eli's children they were priests they were growing in the presence of God But here little Samuel, just faithfully standing in the presence of God, ministering God Almighty. But while the children of Eli, they were despising the offerings and they were committing sexual immorality in the presence of God. Let's quickly go back to Hannah and Eli, what's going on with them before we close. As we know, Hannah honored the Lord with his covenants, by keeping covenant. He made a vow with God and he kept herself Obeying to the vow that she made, but what's going on with Eli? Let's turn to turn it to the same chapter, verse twenty-nine. Let's read verse twenty-nine. God says, "Looking at Eli and his children, why do you kick at my sacrifice and my offering, which I have commanded in my dwelling place, and honor your sons more than me, to make yourselves fat?" with the best of all the offerings of israel my people just note on the words there god is telling them looking at them and telling them you honored especially to eli you honored your sons more than me you honored your sons more than me whereas we see on the other hand hannah honoring god bringing little samuel and leaving him at the presence of god here we see eli's children of and Phinehas. eli honored their her, his children more than he honored god scripture says so that's the reason he kept that fat portion for his children that's the reason when, when when abomination is going on when wickedness is going on eli did not ask anything to the to his children there were wickedness in the temple of god by the children or by the priests themselves. And God is very clear. You honored your children more than honoring me. Let's take it a little further. Let's move to verse chapter 4, verse 11. Chapter 4, verse 11. Now the days, days are coming. Philistines are coming upon the land. And also the ark of God was captured by the Philistines. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas died. Now God's wrath is coming upon temple of god ophni and finnegas died whereas samuel serving the lord in the temple of god let's read verses 15 to 18 eli was 98 years old and his eyes were so dim that he could not see then the man said to eli i am he who come from the battle and i fled today from the battle line and he said what happened my son so the messenger answered and said Israel had, has fled before the Philistines and there has been a great slaughter among the people. Also your two sons, Ophni and Phinehas are dead. And the ark of God has been captured. Verse 18, then it happened when he made mention of the ark of God that Eli fell off the seat backward by the side of the gate and his neck was broken and he died for the man was old and heavy and he had judged israel 40 years you know we see a drastic end that is coming upon this man of god and his household we see a contrast samuel honoring god hannah leaving samuel at the temple of god because he chose to honor god more than his children more than her children now on the other hand we see eli you know at the temple of god he was allowing all the abomination to happen at the temple of god and he honored his children more than god and we see you know, death coming to his house. Children died. The Ark of the Covenant was captured by the Philistines. And now we see the death of Eli. And you know what? This continues. And one of the sons, one of the daughter-in-law, that's Phinehas' wife, was with a child due to be delivered. And what's going on here? Verse 28. And about the time of her death, the woman who stood by her said to her, Do not fear, for you have born a son but she did not answer, nor did she regard it. And verse 21, Then she named the child Ichabod, saying, The glory has departed from Israel, because the ark of God has been captured, and because of her father-in-law and her husband. And a child was born in distress. The glory departed from Israel. Now we see a contrast between two families here, Hannah and Eli. Samuel was at the presence of God and where the family of Eli completely wiped away and I see only one reason they chose to honor God honor her children their children more than they honored God what's going on with Samuel finally Samuel was the final judge over Israel Samuel became a prophet to the nation in fact he became a great prophet to the nation of Israel Samuel listened to God and he went and anointed Saul as a king over Israel, as a first king. And remember later on, Saul, Samuel, when Saul disobeyed God, Samuel again went and anointed David as a king over Israel. Samuel really loved God and he obeyed God without any question throughout his life. And the end of his life, you know, even before his death, he kept on telling his people, People of God, (laughs) sorry, people of God just give up all idols and follow God Almighty. You know, that was his preaching all along. You know, what a contrast we see when people of God choose to glory or honor God. You know, honor God rather than honoring their own belongings, their own children and their own life. You know, God is a God who blesses. And this morning, I believe God is speaking to us. Probably, you know, God is honoring, uh, asking us these questions directly. Do we honor God more than we honor our children? Do we honor God more than we honor ourselves? Do we honor God more than we honor anything, everything that belongs to us? Do we honor God in everything that we do? You know, this is the question that you and I need to answer to God. Our God is a jealous God. He expects you and me to honor Him more than we honor everything. Let's close our eyes. Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swami Nathan at balan at hipm.org. God bless you.